0: Tafsir Verse number 21 In Surah Al-Fatiha We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala For hidayah, for guidance In Surah Al-Baqarah We learn Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Has revealed a book in which there is no doubt And it is for guidance And then we learn About three types of people Only one group Benefits from the guidance That is in the Quran And who is that group? Al-Muttaqeen, those who fear Allah, who are on their guard, who protect themselves. Now, over here, all people are invited. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses all mankind to do something that is very, very important. Now, you may wonder, earlier we learned there are people who don't get guidance from the Qur'an. وَمَا هُمْ بِمُهْتَدِينَ there are other people whose hearts are sealed. You warn them, you don't warn them, they don't benefit. So why are all people being addressed in the Qur'an? Because Qur'an is for who? All people. Qur'an is for? All. For everyone. Whether they believe in it or they don't. Everyone deserves to know what the Qur'an says. So, ya ayyuhan nas. O mankind, O people. And this includes all types of people. People of all ages, people of all backgrounds, people of all genders, people of all ethnicities, people of all races. Every single human being is being addressed. Yeah, أَيُّهَا الناس. And what is it that people are being told to do? اُعْبُدُوا رَبَّكُمْ O people... Do ibadah of your Rabb. Worship your Lord. Worship your Lord. Why worship? Why not something else? Because the reason why we exist, the purpose of our existence, the purpose of our creation is what? To worship Allah. Allah says in the Qur'an that, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسِ illa Liyabudoon. I have not created men and jinn except that they should worship me. The reason why we're here is so that we would worship Allah. So Allah is telling us here that U'budu rabbakum, Worship your Lord. Now who is Rabbakum? Who is your Lord? Allah tells us here, khalaqakum. He is the one who created you. Just you? No. وَالَّذِينَ min qablikum And also the people who were there before you. You and the people before you. All of mankind. And of course people who will come after you. All of mankind. Who created them? Allah created them. This is why all of mankind should worship who? Their Creator Lord. The one who made them. Why worship? لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ In order that you have taqwa, or in order that you may save yourselves. Now notice over here, we are told in this ayah, what we should do. What is it that we should do? Worship Allah. Then we are told in this ayah, who we should worship. Who is it that we should worship? Our Creator, rabbakum Your Rabb. And thirdly, we are told in this ayah, the reason why we should worship Allah. And what is that reason? لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ Now let's look at these three things. Firstly, the fact that we should worship Allah. Allah says, U'budu who is telling us this? أُعْبُدُوا Worship your Lord, O people. Who is telling us? Allah is telling us. And if Allah is telling us to do something, is it because it's bad for us? No. Allah will tell us to do only that which will benefit us. Because Allah made us, and He owns us. You as a human being, do you like the stuff that you make? Do you like the stuff that you make? Like for example, your science project. You made something for the science show at school. And you put it together with, let's say, recyclables. And after the science fair, you brought it home. And now it's sitting in the kitchen and your mom says, take this away. Because for her, it's recycling. But for you, it's your science project. So, what do you do with it? Do you just throw it in recycling? No. No. You don't let your brother touch it. You don't let your sister touch it. You take care of it. You like it. Why? Because you made it. Your artwork, you like it. You made it. Right? Who made us? Allah made us. And Allah will only tell us to do something that is good for us. So what is He telling us? Urbudu <laughs> رَبَّكُمْ O people, worship, Your Lord, Rabb, the one who made you, the one who owns you, and the one who provides for you. You belong to Him. Okay. Worship your Lord. What is worship? How do we worship Him? Ibadah, I mentioned to you earlier in Surah Al-Fatiha, that ibadah is what? Ultimate, absolute devotion and love. Absolute devotion and love. This is ibadah. Kamal ul kamal hub This is ibadah. Essence of worship. Love and submissiveness. Allah is telling us that we should worship Him. If you look at your book on page number 35, you will see the definition of ibadah. What does it mean to worship someone? It means ibadah is what? it is a term which comprises everything that Allah loves and approves of. Everything that Allah loves and approves of. So Allah is telling us that we should do something that He will like. Something that He approves of. Remember, there's two types of ibadah. One is specific ibadah, specific acts of worship. Like for example, salah, zakat, hajj, umrah, dhikr. These are specific. But then there is general ibadah also. What is that? And I want you to write this down please. What is that general ibadah? Any action, any word that you say, do, in a way that Allah will be pleased with it. You do it, for Allah and you do it in a way that will please Allah then even that action will become ibadah like for example do we talk? do we talk? do we talk a lot? now there's different ways of talking you could talk in a way that some people will say oh wow I love the way he talks because he swears after every other word there are people who are like that they swear a lot. There is no sentence except that it is filled with some kind of swear words. Yes, there are some people who may like it. There are some people who may be impressed by it. They'll be very happy about it. But who will not be happy with it? Allah will not be happy with it. Okay? So then there is another way of talking which is that you لِلنَّاسِ You say that which is good appropriate, respectful, beautiful, not something that will hurt others, not something that has lies in it. No, it's honest, it's true. So that kind of speech, Allah will like. Does it ever happen that you're angry and you really want to use this bad word and it's, it's like here, it's in your mouth. You know, it's just waiting to come out. Does it ever happen? Yes or no? Yeah. When you hold yourself back, no. I am not going to use that word no matter how much I want. Why? Allah does not like it. When you control your tongue over there, you know what you did? You just performed an act of worship. This is also ibadah. Your speech became ibadah. You're talking to your friend and that conversation became what? Ibadah. You get rewarded for it. Allah says, worship your Lord. And this includes, ibadah includes those actions which are apparent and which are also hidden. Outward so that people can see, here, And hidden meaning it's just going on in your heart. Like you're deciding in your heart, don't say that, okay say that. You know like sometimes it's very difficult to say thank you to somebody. Does that happen? Like your brother gives you something or your mother gives you something and you're really upset because of what your mom did. She didn't allow you to go somewhere and she just made waffles for you. So you're like, thank you. Right? You're saying thank you over there is also what? Ibadah. budu rabbakum. Now, you see, worshipping Allah, what does that mean? It means three things. It means three things. What are those three things? It means firstly... That Allah becomes your matloob. Matloob, that which you seek, that which you want. Write this down. Allah becomes your matloob. Worship your Lord, seek your Lord. How? In whatever you're doing. Talking to your friend, explaining what happened in the day, writing your exam, walking to school, studying hard, vacuuming the carpet cleaning the garden, removing the snow, you're doing what you're doing because at the end you're seeking who? You're seeking who? Allah. So then that action will also become ibadah. Secondly, Allah becomes your maqsood. Maqsood, your goal. That's what you're aiming for. It's His pleasure, His approval. And then Allah becomes your Mahbub. Mahbub as in the one whom you love. And when you're doing something with love, then it becomes easy. So all people, budu rabbakum, Worship your Lord, because only then can you be at peace. Only then can you relax. Only then can your life make sense. Otherwise, you'll be a big mess. It'll be so hard to deal with people. It'll be so hard to go with life's difficulties. So worship your Lord. And why worship your Lord? What's the reason? The second thing we were going to discuss after Ibadah is what? The one whom we worship. He is who? He's the one who created you and he created the people before you. What does that mean? You wouldn't be here if Allah didn't make you. You wouldn't have anything if Allah didn't give you. So when whatever you are, whoever you are, whatever you have, is because of Him, then what does it mean? What should you do? Seek Him. Thank Him. Praise Him. Do what He wants you to do. Because you owe it to Him. الَّذِي خَلَقَكُمْ وَالَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ The third thing that we were gonna talk about in this verse is why we should worship. And what is the reason why we should worship? لَعَلَّكُمْ, لَعَلَّكُم تَتَّقُونَ Worship your Lord who created you so that you have taqwa. Now this is understood in two ways. Firstly, worship Him so that you are saved. Because وَاُقَافِيَةٌ is also to safeguard, to protect, to take a shield. Worship Allah so that you can be safe. Safe where? In this life and in the next life. When a person worships Allah, give me an example of worship. Quickly. Salah. Salah. Okay. Fajr. Praying Salatul fajr is what? A source of protection. And I guarantee you, the day you miss your Fajr. Think about a day when you missed your Fajr. How was that day? How was that day? Messed up. Just the other day somebody was telling me that they missed their Fajr and they said in the morning, this is going to be a bad day. Things are not going to work out. And really, they did not work out. When you pray Fajr, you are in Allah's protection. You know that? When you worship Allah, you are protecting yourself. And if you don't worship Allah, it's like you are putting yourself in danger. So worship Him in order that you may be safe in this world and in the next life. In the next life that you're safe from the fire of hell one of the first things we're going to be asked about is what? Our prayer. Isn't it? Our prayer is one of the first things we're going to be questioned about. So worship Him so that you may be safe. The second meaning of this is that worship Him so that you have taqwa. Remember taqwa? What is taqwa? Yes, piety. What does that mean? The state of alertness where you're conscious you are very careful about what you're saying, what you're doing, where you're going. Remember, you're walking through a path that is surrounded with thorny bushes. Right? Now, has it ever happened that maybe in soccer you've seen there are kids who are very good at, you know, kicking the ball and going around other kids and there are other people who are just constantly bumping, falling. They kick here, but they actually kick there happens, right? Maybe it happens with you. You're kicking the ball and you're like, it's supposed to go there, but it actually goes the other way. Now, one is a person who doesn't know and the other is a person who knows. Is there a difference in how they play soccer? Is there a difference? Whose team do you want to be in? People who know how to play soccer, right? And those who don't, you're like, no, no, don't be in my team. Be in the other team so that I can beat you. Now, when you worship Allah, your taqwa increases. Your sinometer, alright, every person has a sinometer inside. You know what that means? Your heart tells you, this is a sin, this is wrong, don't do it. Yes, I've heard it with, you know, a few people before, but I want to mention that to you. It's a made up term. That your heart will tell you what is right and what is wrong. And this is what? Taqwa. When you worship Allah, you are more conscious. You are more alert. Worship Allah, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ When you worship Allah, your taqwa increases. And when your taqwa will increase, what will happen? What will happen? Your ibadah will also increase. Now, why is it necessary to have taqwa? لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ Because it's too important. I mean, in the Qur'an, Allah says that Jannah, paradise, is lil Muttaqeen. It is prepared for those who have taqwa. So if we want to make it to paradise, what do we have to do? What do we have to do? Have taqwa. And if we want to have taqwa, what do we have to do? Worship Allah. In the Qur'an, Allah tells us that His help is for who? Muttaqin, Those who have taqwa Allah helps the people who have taqwa Do we face difficulties, challenges in our lives? Do we? We all do Do we want Allah's help? We all do When can we get that help? When we have taqwa So, O people, worship your Lord The one who has created you And the people before you Why should you worship Him? لَعَلَّكُمْ Okay, next ayah <laughs> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is further telling us about himself Who is it that we worship? He is the one who has made for you oh you human beings He has made for you the earth as a firash As a bed Something that you can rest on Now if you think about it, the earth is not all a mattress, is it? Is it? That you can jump on all the time? It's not. Why is the earth called firash? Because you can sit on a bed. You can lie down on a bed. But if you have to sit on hard rock, or lie down on hard rock, is that easy? It's very difficult. Isn't it so that sometimes you're outside, And you're tired of standing, but you can't find a bench to sit on. So what do you do? What do you do? You stay standing. Yes, there are some people who don't care where they are, they will sit down on the floor. And it's kind of gross. Because sometimes they'll sit in places where you don't even want to put your shoe on. But people will sit there. Kids will. You know, they're throwing a tantrum and they'll just lie down wherever they are. Maybe in the middle of the public bathroom. Anyway, There are places that you can sit on, there are other places that you cannot sit on. When Allah calls the earth a bed, what does it mean? That it's a place where you can live comfortably. You can settle, you can dig, you can farm, you can build, you can live, you can inhabit. This is how the earth is. And isn't it like that? Look at how fast the earth is moving. You don't even feel it. You don't even know probably, right? But is the earth moving around the sun? Is it? Is our galaxy moving in space? Is it? Constantly moving. But we don't even feel that movement. Think about all the stuff that's inside the earth. What's inside? In the core of the earth? Lava. When earthquakes happen, why is it so? Because the plates are moving and there was a bump somewhere, and that caused an earthquake, a tsunami. And look at the disaster that happens. But with everything inside the earth, it's amazing how we can live so peacefully. We can build, we can travel, we can walk, we can sit, we can sleep, it's amazing. So who provided this home for you? Allah did. أَلَّذِي جَعَلَ لَكُمُ And then, sama And the sky above you as a binan, as a ceiling. As a ceiling. Now, the ceiling doesn't mean that it's like ceiling like it's made of wood or it's made of bricks or something. No. I mentioned to you bina is something that is built, a structure, a solid structure. And what this means is that the sky is not just empty space above us. No. It's a solid structure. Yes, we don't see those forces, but they exist. I mean, think about it, gravity. Do we see it? Do we see it? Yeah, you just dropped your pencil, what happened? It fell to the ground. That's gravity, right? Now, think about it. If there's a plane, now enough, enough. All of you know what gravity is. You don't have to practice it anyway think about it if there is a person who throws a pencil from the top of a building what's gonna happen to that pencil? it's gonna fall isn't it? are there things out there in space like meteors and stuff? are there? yeah why don't they come to the earth? why don't they fall on the earth? there's gravity on earth why doesn't the earth pull everything? many times it happens that there is a meteor or something that's very close to the earth but it doesn't come within that range where it will fall on the earth it goes from outside so think about so much that's out there in space so much debris out there in space we have littered space even you know that? we've littered our oceans but we've also littered space alright you know the other day what happened? There was a plane flying, and there was some ice that fell from it, okay? And it landed in somebody's house, breaking through the ceiling, alright? Now, imagine if things like that were falling all the time. Oh, this piece came from the moon, this piece came from the Mars, this piece came from that, and this piece came from that. Could we live in peace? Uh-uh. We'd always be scared. So, He has made the sky as a protective ceiling above you. Allah says in the Quran that He has made the sky as saqfam maḥfūẓah, As a protected ceiling. Okay. Then, wa anzala as ma'an. He sent down water from the sky. Now of course what is meant is from the clouds that are in the sky. Rain. But when this rain falls, فَأَخْرَجَ بِهِ مِنَ رِزْقًا لكم. So much fruit as provision for you. And you see the plural is used, and that indicates varieties of produce. And many times when we go to the grocery store, we ignore the produce section and we go straight to the... What section? Candy? Candy? Seriously? Grow up guys. Anyway. Produce. If you go to the produce section, look at the types of apples. We say, all oh, red apple, green apple. No. There is different types of apples. And look at their names and taste their flavors after you buy the fruit. Okay? Plums and grapes and mangoes and whatnot. And not just sweet but sour. Not just fruit but also vegetables and grains. All this variety... Allah has provided as provision for you. Imagine if we had to get food from somewhere in space. It wouldn't be possible for us. The earth is our home and our provision is also where? Where? In the earth. Who provided all of this so that we could live on earth? Allah did. So, when this is the case, that Allah alone made you, Allah alone created this home for you, and Allah alone provides you here, whatever that you need, then what should you do? فَلَا تَجْعَلُوا لِلَّهِ أَندَادًا وَأَنتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ Do not set up rivals for Allah while you know. Do not worship others along with Allah. I mentioned to you that Nid is who? an equivalent. No one's equal to Allah. No one is even near being similar to Allah. No. Allah is unique. He alone created, alone provided. So then you should worship who? Allah alone. فَلَا لِلَّهِ أَنْدَادًا antum So what's the summary then? What's the summary? Tell me one line. One point. What do we learn from these verses? What is Allah telling us? Allah is telling us here what we should do in our lives. And that is worship. Then the question is, who do we worship? Who is that? The one who gave everything to us. And then, why worship? لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ In order that you may be saved, and in order that you develop taqwa. Now in the next verses, we will learn about the... Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam because the kalima shahada is what? La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah.